Alhamdulillah Al-Kareem Al-Ajawad Al-Malak Al-Jabbar Wassalatu Wassalamu Ala Rasulullah Wa Khairul Abra Wa Ala Ahlihi Wa Atabihi Wa Hum Minun Akhyar Al-Nas Wal Ikhtiyar Wa Ala Minun Tabi'ahum Bi Ihsanin Ila Yawm Al-Akhira Amma Ba'd InshaAllah we're going to take a look at a series we started some time ago which is entitled the very fashion of bid'ah. Bid'ah and its various factions. Salah today we want to take a look and picking up this series once again at a group in which I'm sure we all are familiar with. The Khawarij. Al-Khawarij. As always, it's a pleasure to be with my brothers online as well as my sisters or my nephews and my nieces. Before we begin with the Khawarij, we're going to remind us about the evils of Bid'ah. We're going to remind ourselves about the evils of Bid'ah. And of course, in the first sitting or the first session, we've covered Bid'ah in the language, Bid'ah in the deen. We covered also the various types of Bid'ah. But today, inshallah, we're going to remind us of some narration of the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, as relates to the evils of Bid'ah and the warnings of Bid'ah and to beware of Bid'ah. So the Messenger of Allah, وسلم, as we know, he said that <clears throat> the Jews broke into 71 sects. And the Christians broke into 72 sects. وَسَبْعِينَ مِلَّةٍ كُلُّهُمْ فِي النَّارِ إِلَّا مِلَّةٍ وَاهِدًا In his various narration. And he said that and مَا أُمَّ meaning the Muslimin the Ummah Muhammad sallallahu alayhi were breaking to 73 sects. All of them in the fire except one. قَالُوا they said وَمَنْ هِيَ يَا رَسُولَ اللَّهِ who are they, O Messenger of Allah? Alama ana alihi wa ashadi. He said, those who are upon what I'm upon and my companions are upon. And in one narration says, this day, meaning exactly what they were upon. No addition, no subtraction, no adulteration. And this particular narration that I narrated is found in the Turmadi. And Wahassan ibn al Arabi. And it was authenticated or made Hassan good by Ibn al Arabi. Not Ibn Arabi is two. Ibn Arabi was a Sufi mystic who believed in Wahdusun Wajud, who believed Allah was in all of his creation. When I would be and he said that Allah was in the pig and the dog and the rat, Wakazali. He was a deviant. We're not talking about him. We said Ibn al Arabi was a Maliki scholar. So he authenticated the narration in his Ahkam al-Qur'an. 
also al-Iraqi, he also authenticated the narration in Takhrij al-Ihya. And also a Sheikh al-Albani, Rahimahullah, he also authenticated it in a Sahih al-Turmadi. So once again, the Messenger of Allah sallallahu said his ummah would bring for 73 sects. All those sects would be in the hellfire except one. So 72 of those sects would be in the hellfire. Because we're talking about the Quranic. We're talking about, in general, we're talking about innovation in the various factions of innovation. And in specific, today we're talking about the Quranic. But before we begin, we want to talk about the evils of Bid'ah. We want to just briefly mention some narrations that indicate or that direct us in staying away from Bid'ah. So he said his group, his ummah, would break into 73 sects. 72 of those sects are in the hellfire. Now the ulama, they explained that, the Mashiach, they explained explain that those sects are not necessarily 72 in number. Because you have many different, I'm pretty sure just in, maybe in, in, in India itself, you probably find 72 different sects. In Africa, you can find, you know, maybe 72 different sects. Wakadalik. But they said that there are six main sects. And from them you'll find, as I heard before from one of the, uh, you can find maybe 12 of each group in those particular sects. As you're going to see, the Khawarij had more than one faction. <clears throat> so he said, all of them in the fire except one. They asked, who are they, mess- oh, message of Allah? He said, those who are upon what I'm upon and my companions are upon this day. Meaning, be upon the way of the Prophet wasallam and the minhaj of the Salaf al-Salih, of the Ummah. So, and we said this hadith has been authenticated or made hasan, made good, by Ibn al-Arabi, as well as al-Iraqi, and also Sheikh al-Ibani. Also, the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, said in the hadith of Aisha, radiallahu ta'ala, anha, that's found in Muslim, when she said that the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, said, من عمل ليس عليه عمرنا فهو رد. That Whomever does an action that's not, it's not upon its affair of our it is rejected. It's the hadith of Aisha, that's found in Sahih Muslim. And there's another one that's found in Bukhari. And you can find these narrations also in the 40 hadith of Mamnawi, or Nawawi, you can say either way. When he said, من أحتذى في أمرنا هذا ما ليس منه so the other narration says, whoever innovates in this affair of ours that's not from it, it is rejected. So the Rama, they make a distinction between these two narrations, a slight distinction, tamiz, between these two narrations. The first narration of Aisha, radiallahu ta'ala anha, says, what? Men amela, amela nisa, alayhi amruna, raddun. Whoever does an action. So this covers the one who does not innovate it, but he acts or she acts upon the innovation because they say, well, I didn't innovate it, so you can't blame me. But the hadith still covers them because they're acting upon innovation. And the Mashaykh, the ulama, they say that other narration 
come as the innovator because it says من أحسدها whomever innovate في أمرونا whoever innovate أمرونا in this affair of ours هذا ما ليس منه ردهم that's not from it it is rejected also we know the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said in a well known hadith and we said kula bid'atin dolala every bid'ah is it going astray so because he said this is no such thing as bid'ah hasana as some have tried to invent what's hard to say using the statement of Umar ibn al-Khattab but the ulama have explained this and they say when Umar when he said what a wonderful bid'ah as relates to the Tawarih prayers, he meant only in the language. So the Messenger وسلم, said, every bid'ah is it going astray. Also, we have a narration that is found in Muslim also, on the authority of Ali ibn Abi Talib, when the Messenger of Allah وسلم, said in part of the hadith, Allahu man awa muhtizan. That the message of Allah وسلم, said in part of the hadith that on authority of Ali ibn Abi Talib that sounds in Sahih Muslim that the message of Allah وسلم, said Allah's curse is upon the one who shelters the, the innovator one who, you know, who uh, as the, as the Mashaykh explained like, like the Mufti of, of Saudi he mentioned Shaykh Allah Shaykh and other than him, he said it means, this narration means the one who, who, aids, who aids or who covers, who covers the innovator. So Allah's curse is upon the one who covers the innovator. What about the innovator himself or herself? So I wanted to just mention these uh, narrations as a reminder, as a reminder for us that innovation is evil. And innovation is acting to shift. It is, it is like a twin half of shirk. Because the one who innovates in the religion, what they're saying indirectly is that Allah forgot something in the religion. So therefore they have to replace it or they have to bring it into the religion because Allah forgot it. So that's making themselves a legislator besides Allah. It's making themselves a legislator besides Allah. And they also indirectly attributing deficiency to Allah. And Allah is free of aib, any deficiency. So, innovation is evil. So that being said, we take a look at the Khawarij. And with that we say, Men whom are Khawarij? Who are the Khawarij? Who are the Khawarij? Because some people make a mistake and they think that the Khawarij were limited to the time of Ali ibn Abi Talib. And no doubt, this is when they formed as a faction, as a group. This is when they formed as a faction or a group. Because there were no, there were no innovators as it relates to Islam in the time of the Masjid of Allah, as it relates to Islam. You had the Kufar, you had the Mushrikeen, the Munafiqeen, who were in, in reality, uh, Kufar in the, in the guise of Islam. They manifested Islam outwardly, but inwardly they had kufr in their heart. In ifaq. In their heart. Hypocrisy. 
But you didn't have, you had one Islam, one way. And that was the way of the Prophet upon the way of his companion. But many people maybe forget the narration. Well, first and foremost, the Khawarij come from Zul Khoraisara. Al-Tamimi. Who was a man in the Hadith of Sadiq Bukhari. When the Messenger وسلم, was distributing some Ghanima, some Wadul. Zul Khoraisara, he stood up and he said, Ya Rasulullah, O Messenger of Allah, keep in mind, this is a man who's telling the Messenger of Allah, وسلم, something that was unthinkable, unthinkable, unheard of. He said to the Messenger of Allah, he said, Ya Rasulullah. He said, O Messenger of Allah, I'dil, be just. Faqala, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, waylaka. Man ya'dil idha lam a'dil. So the message of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said in Bukhari, as the quote of Bukhari, when he said, this is on the Quraysara, he said, Ya Muhammad, or Ya Rasulullah, be just. And the message of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Waylaka, woe to you. He said, if I'm not just, then who is? If I am not just, then who is? So then the Messenger of Allah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he set a president for his ummah. And this is a proof against those who say that we do not speak about Ahlul Bid'ah. We just name the Bid'ah without naming the name. This is the proof and evidence against them. Because the Messenger of Allah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, in front of all his companions, he mentioned about this Zulul Qurayshara who had a protruding forehead. He had a very distinct look about himself. He said that from his lineage will come a people who will recite the Quran but it will not go past their throats. And they will leave Islam as fast as an arrow leaves his bow. And we have of course, other narrations that mention other things such as they will make their prayer will make your prayer insignificant. He's talking to the companion. He's talking to the companion. Those who are the best of mankind. Those who are the most choicest of people. Those who Allah said, Allah is pleased with them and they with him. <clears throat> he said that they will make your salat look insignificant. And he said... <clears throat> But these people, they're the kilab, they're the dog of the hellfire. So, this Zulu Khoraisara, Al-Kamini, he is the father of the Khwarij. But they were not yet formed. They were not yet formed. If you remember the narration that is found also in the Bukhari, when, a, when the companions had found the people in the masjid after the death of the masjid, 
counting pebbles in different groups. And people were reciting after them, subhanAllah, you know, alhamdulillah, Allah Akbar, 100 times of each. And you remember they waited at the door of the great Sahaba, Abdullah ibn Mas'ud, radiallahu ta'ala anhu. And they wanted to tell him what they saw. And he's a great companion. And he did not correct the affair. And he told, he asked them, what did you do? And they said to him, they wanted to wait until they heard from him. And he had informed them that he would see their evil and which they were doing in the masjid. So as they got to the masjid, he seen them counting the stones. And he reminded them that their deeds would not be wasted, but they're counting up their evil, their evil deeds. This is something that is a new affair. And he had said to them that the bowl of the messenger of Allah sallallahu has not even yet broken yet. And his clothes have not even worn away. Meaning that the messenger of Allah sallallahu had, had hadn't even died that long ago. And yet, his companions are amongst you. And you are innovating in the religion. But the part of the hadith I want to point out is that they said that they had seen the, the same people, those who engaged in worship, this innovative worship. He seen them on the day of Nahrawan. And they were the Khawarij. They were the Khawarij. They were the Khawarij. So we see that the Khawarij, they had some ibadat, acts of worship. And also, Abdullah bin Sabah, the Jew who came into Islam, who pretended to be a Muslim in order to corrupt it from inside, he was the one who was the cause of the death of Uthman. And he caused the Muslims to break away and separate. And the Shia sect was started because of him. And the Shia are also a, a form of, of the Khawarij, as you're going to see. But Abdullah bin Sabah, he was the cause of the Muslims started to separate and to rise against Uthman. And he went to different cities trying to start his sitna. But in some places, they didn't listen to him. But in Egypt, he found a following. And then from there, of course, they started the sitna. They started against Uthman, and they stormed into his house, and they assassinated him while he was reciting the Quran, until his blood stood on the Quran. But in the time of Ali ibn Abi Talib, who was after Uthman, may Allah be pleased with them both, Ali had a difficult job because he had Muawiyah and his people, and we don't, and it's not from our way to speak bad about the companions like Sayyid Qutb and other than him, as they do, because of what took place 
And then the people were pressing Ali to avenge the death of Uthman. And then you had the Munafiqeen who wanted to take full advantage of the situation. And then you had Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha the battle of the camel when she tried to encourage the people to avenge the death of Uthman and I believe about 3,000 people were behind her and then later she realized that what she did was not correct but the Munafiqeen they took advantage and they started to shoot arrows on different sides to heighten the fitna and then the people broke away from Ali ibn Abi Talib which started the faction of the Khawarij. And they said that when Ali tried to become, make an arbitrator between him and Muawiyah, they said, that the judgment belongs only to Allah. You have no right, right in this Ali. You're making yourself a partner with Allah. So therefore they pronounced taksir on, on Ali ibn Abi Talib and made him a kafir. They broke away from him. And they had the argument. And then Ali ibn Abi Talib, anhu, he sent to the Khawarij ibn Abbas. And ibn Abbas is well respected amongst everyone, even amongst the Khawarij. And he went to them to try to bring them back to the Haq. And he had several arguments, about three or four arguments against Ali ibn Abi Talib. And as Ali, as uh, Ibn Abbas, may Allah be pleased with them both, when he went to them, he listened to their argument. And this is the way of the, the da'iyah, the one who has the ability to clarify the, the deen. He listened to every argument in order so that he can clearly understand where they're coming from in order to refute them with kitab and sunnah. So they bring the argument, each one, he listened, and then when they completed, he brought a proof for each argument, dispelling their misunderstanding. Because they brought the book in the Sunnah, but they misunderstood it. And Ali ibn Abi Talib said when he went to them, they recited the Quran like no other people before. Remember, he's a companion. It was like the humming of bees, he said. And he said they had thick prostration marks on their foreheads long prostration and their feet were swelled for long standings at night so they had the characteristics of worship so don't be deceived but yet they had a misunderstanding of the book in the sun so when he finished many had left their mistaken and erroneous midhaj of khuruj and came back to the way of Ahlul Sunnati wal Jama'ah Salafiyyin. And ulama, some say around 2000 or so. So this is a brief and chopped up history of the Khawarij. So now let's look at some of the erroneous beliefs. So we mentioned the Khawarij and who they are. And the Khawar is not only limited to the group of old who made khuruj against Ali ibn Abi Talib. And it was a Khariji, Ibn Muslim, who killed 
Ali bin Abi Talib, as I mentioned, in Salatul Fajr, in prostration, he cut the head of Ali bin Abi Talib because he wanted to marry a woman. And this woman, Ali bin Abi Talib, he had killed her brother and her father who were from the Khawarij. And she wanted to have revenge. So therefore, she said for her dowry, she wanted the head of Ali ibn Abi Talib, may Allah be pleased with him, as a dowry. So this Ibn Mujam, he accepted her offer. And he plotted and he killed Amir al-Mu'mineen, Ali ibn Abi Talib, radiallahu ta'ala anhu. While prostrating in Salatul Fajr. And this is the mawqif of the Khawarij that you see today. Wherever they strike, they strike the believers when they are in the most vulnerable position, like in the Masajid, praying. And it shows their erroneous ideology. And, and some of the ulama say they are kafir, others say no, because Ali ibn Abi Talib did not pronounce takfir upon them. But nonetheless, all the ulama agree they are dal mudil. They are misguided and misguiding others. And they have innovated in the religion of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. But this is what they do. They catch the people at a vulnerable position, vulnerable time. They killed Ali ibn, Ali ibn Abi Talib. But it's not just limited to those people. The Khawarij are also people in any time who make Khuruj. So they can be Shia. They make Khuruj their Khawarij. They can be Khwali Muslimin. They make Khuruj their Khawarij. Why? Because the ulama say that everyone, Kulli man, kharaj ala imam al haq الذي اتفاق الجماعة عليه يسمى خارجيا كما كان الخروج في الأيام الصحابة على أئمة الراشدين أو كان بعدهم على تابعين لهم بإحسان والأئمة في كل زمان so, the Salama explained that the Khawarij are all of those who make Khuruj upon the Imam, Imam al Haq, the rightful Imam, the one in which is agreed upon from the Jama'ah that he is the Imam. So, therefore, these people are called the Khawarij. Whether it be the khuruj fi ayyam al-sahaba in the days of the, of the sahaba upon the imma al-rashidin the rightly guided imma or it be ba'dahum after them from those al-tabi'een lahum bi ihsan those who follow them exactly and from the Emma Fikuli Zaman. From the Emma and every time. And 
Ibn Hazm, rahimahullah, and Sheikh al-Islam Ibn Taymiyyah, he used to reference Ibn Hazm quite often. And Ibn Taymiyyah was locked up because of a fatwa that was uh, similar to a fatwa that Ibn Hazm had given. And the innovators had encouraged the ruler to imprison Ibn Taymiyyah. Those various mashayikh from the Sufiyyin and other than them, because Ibn Taymiyyah was strong against their bid'ah, but nonetheless they encouraged the, the ruler to lock him up. So Ibn Taymiyyah, he too, and Ibn Hazm was from an endless. And sometimes he took some of the ahadith and some of the uh, ayat in their literal meaning. But nonetheless, some of his fiqh was strong. But nonetheless, Ibn Hazm, rahimahullah, in his kitab, Fasl Fil Malal Wa Nahal, it's a book that he explained, it's a previous book that was done before, but he came behind it and gave some explanation to it. He mentioned that anyone who is upon the afkar of the khawarij or who sharakahum fi araihim fi ayi zaman or anyone who shares their opinions at any time, they are considered to be the khawarij. Anyone who shares the ideas or the opinion أَفْكَارَهُمْ أَرَائِهِمْ Their opinions or their ideas and these people at any time are considered to be from the Khawarij. From the Khawarij. So the Khawarij have different factions such as Al-Haruriyah and Al-Ibadiyah and Al-Muhakimiyah oh I'm sorry Al-Muhakima and Al-Nawasib or Ahl-Nahrawan and Wakazalik other than that so you have many different factions of the Khawarij And inshallah, as we go, not today, of course, but as we go in the next couple of weeks and talking about the Khawarij, we'll touch just a little on some of them. But we want to, as a whole, for the most part, they believe the same, for the most part, but slightly different here and there. And inshallah ta'ala, as we go on, we'll bring it up to the modern day Khawarij as groups and individuals, inshallah. Inshallah. In every place, whether it be in America, whether it be in the UK, whether it be in Iraq, and other than that, inshallah. And with Allah's tawfiq. So, today, inshallah, in general, we're going to talk about some of their beliefs and some of their signs. So, with that, we return back to some of the uh, works of Sheikh 
Al-Albani Rahimahullah various works that he uh, or various statements and various writings that he mentioned these particular groups. So from the signs of the Hadith is one that they shave their head bald. They shave their head bald. The shaving of the head bald is from actions of worship with them. And this is why the Mashiach, they say that it is disliked for a Muslim to shave his head bald all the time. Sometimes you let it grow a little and let it stay and then maybe shave it bald. But definitely they say that it's haram for him to shave it bald as an action of worship. Because this is one of the characteristics, one of the alamat of Ahlul Bidri, men of the Khawarij, from the people of Bid'ah from the Khawarij, is that they shave their head bald. So, as I mentioned, they shave their heads bald, as Sheikh al-Bani, Allah mentioned, from the actions of worship. So when they make tawbah from an issue, in order to complete that tawbah, or from the actions of sacrificing, from that to complete it, they shave their head bald. And this has no origin in the kitab or the sunnah. We're not talking about when a person makes hajj, and he shaves his head bald or he takes some of his hair off. No. We're talking about in order to complete their tawbah and repentance to Allah, to them at tawbah, to complete their tawbah or their sacrificing, they shave their head as a means of drawing near to Allah. So, this is incorrect. As Shaykh al-Ibani, Rahimahullah indicated in Masail Ajwabataha that this is what they do. Another characteristic of the Khawarij, and this is from the branch of the Haruriya, Haruriya. Because this is a particular place where they were at, where they fought some of the companions. So therefore, they're named after that. But one of their characteristics is that they make it incumbent upon the woman who is menstruating that when she becomes clean, she must make up all of her salat from the beginning to the end of her menstruation. Once again. Now, all of the Khawarij believe this, but Al-Hauriya, they believe that the woman who is menstruating, when she becomes clean, she must make up 
all of her prayers from the beginning of her administration to the end of it. And it contradicts the sunnah of the messenger sallallahu alayhi Only thing the woman makes up is her fasting. She makes up her fasting. But not her salat. Because it becomes a burden on her. It's difficult. She, she, she menstruates between five and seven days. And that's between 25 and 35 prayers she has to make up. And that can become a burden along with the regular prayer she has to do. And that can push someone who is weak out of Islam. It's the wisdom of Allah that she does not make up her prayer. But the Quranic, the branch of them, because of the extreme nature, the wulu, they say that she must make up every single one of her prayers that she missed while she was menstruating once she becomes clean. A third characteristic of the Quranic is that they make khuruj. They make khuruj, meaning they revolt against legitimate leadership. They revolt against legitimate leadership. I'm sorry. Uh, can you hear me clearly? No. They make khuruj against the legitimate ruler. But they first, as the Mashiach mentioned, they make takfir before they make tafjir. So they make the ruler a kafir first in order to legitimize making tafjir, meaning explosions, blowing themselves up killing themselves and blowing up anyone else around them, more specifically, the ruler. And they use as their evidence, as the ruler being a kafir and making takfir upon him, is, as I mentioned, when he did with Ali ibn Abi Talib, when he said, إِنَّ الْحُكْمُ إِلَىٰ that the judge belongs only to Allah. And this is the 18th surah of the Quran. And right now the ayah itself is not coming to me. I believe it's like around 115 or something like that. 118, somewhere there. In Allah Ta'ala A'lam. Also where Allah says in Surah Ma'idah, we says that, وَمَنْ لَمْ يَحْكُمْ بِمَا أَنزَلَ اللَّهِ Whoever does not rule by the law of Allah, he, he is a kafir. Whoever does not rule by the law of Allah, he is a kafir. They use this as a proof also to make takfir amongst the ruler. But as Sheikh Ibrahim ala Sheikh, the Sheikh of Sheikh Ibn Baz, Rahimahumallah, He says in his book, Tahkim Al-Kawaneen, he says that Allah mentions three types of people as it relates to ruling by Allah other than the law of Allah. Allah says, Zalimun, Fatikun, and Kafirun. Allah says, Oppressors, Wrongdoers, and Disbelievers. Showing that it's not that, bl- not that blanket. 
not that black and white, that everyone who rules by law, other than the law of Allah, is a kafir. And he breaks it down in detail and explains who becomes a kafir and who's not. Even if he does not rule by the law of Allah, in some circumstances, he's not a kafir. And we don't have the space or the time today to talk about it. Maybe in another city, inshallah, we can talk about the details, inshallah. But nonetheless, he brings a statement of Ibn Abbas, may Allah be pleased with them both, where he said, Kufr do no kufr. We said that it is, it is disbelief, while the one doing it becoming a kafir. So, one of the characteristics of the Khawarij is they make the one who rules by Allah, other than the law of Allah, in generality, in general, a kafir. And then therefore, they kill him. And as I mentioned, with this being said, you find many from the Quran, from the many groups and factions. And as I mentioned, inshallah ta'ala, we bring it up to today, in our time, as the weeks progress, inshallah. We're going to stop in another maybe five minutes, inshallah. Another characteristic from the characteristics of the Khawarij is that so, another thing that the Khawarij, they oppose, and which make, make them in opposition of Ahl al-Sunnati with Jama'ah, the Salafiyyin, is that they oppose the coming of the Dajjal and the descent of Isa ibn Maryam and his killing of the Dajjal. And for those of you who were in participation of our class about Isa, and his descent, descending in his, uh, the fallacy of the cross and the killing of the Dajjal, then you know this is from the belief of Ahl al-Sunnati wa Jama'ah. And also, if you remember when we talked about, when we begin this series about Bid'ah and its action, we mentioned from the characteristics of Mawduri, who was a well-known author in the 70s, 60s and the 70s. And also we did a tafsir of Qur'an. We mentioned that his belief is that the Dajjal will not come. Although he affirmed the authentic narration of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi saying that the Dajjal will come, but he said he has not came yet, so therefore he must not be coming. And we seek refuge in Allah with that saying. So in actuality, he had a belief of the Khawarij. And also, Mawduri, his minhaj was a minhaj of Quruj, also. So that's another characteristic of the Khawarij. Also, a sifa from the sifat of the Khawarij, a description from the descriptions of the Khawarij also, is that they believe the people, the Ahl al-Kiba'ir, the people of Major sin, they are in the fire forever. Forever. They are not forgiven. 
for those major sins. And this is why they make such fear of the people of major sins. And this is uh, also, if you look in the opposition of the Mu'atazila, they also, they have an opinion about the people who die upon fist. That in a met bilat tawbah, that if he dies without tawbah, the person upon sin, that is doomed for punish, punishment. That he has to be punished. It's an obligation that he's punished. This is what the Mu'atazila believe. But the Sunnah with Jama'ah, they believe in opposition of the Khawarit and the Mu'atazila. They're in the middle. They believe a person is upon major sin. No doubt he's a sinner. And no doubt he can enter the hellfire, but if he enters it, he will not remain forever. Because we have narrations that prove that. Because the narration mentions about the people, the lives of the people coming out of the fire, they be known by their marks because the fire is so hot. It burns them so much. Even though they dipped in the river of life, they would still have the marks in their faces from the hellfire. And we know this is the people of Kabayir because it can't be the people of Shirk. Because Allah said in the Quran that Allah does not forgive that you make partners with him. Shirk with him. But he forgives those whom he wills. It's the fourth surah, the 48th ayah. So Allah shows the people of shirk, he don't forgive them. So they're the ones in the hellfire forever. So it shows you here that the people who are taken out of the fire are the people who come back here, made the sin. They will not stay forever, which opposes the, the view of the Quran. Because Allah says in the last verse of the verse, he begins those who he wills, which also refuse the Mu'atazila. Who say that if you don't repent, Allah will not forgive you. No. We believe you should repent from your sins. But if you don't repent, you're between the Mashiach of Allah. The will of Allah. If he chooses to, he can punish you. If he chooses not, he can see you to the paradise, even though you do not repent. So this ayah, 4 and 48, it refutes both groups, the Khawarij and the Mu'atazila. And Allah Ta'ala A'lam. So they believe that the Khawarij, that the major people of major sins, were into the hellfire forever. They are disbelievers. And they use erroneous ideology from the Sahih narration of the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, like the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam mentioned about the fornicator, and he mentioned the drinker, and so on and so forth. As they doing the acts of sin, the Iman hovers above them. So they misinterpret these narrations, and they believe that his Iman comes out of him. They believe that Iman is one thing. So if part of it goes out, all of it goes out. So therefore he's a Kafir. Erroneous belief. Another belief of the Khawarish, we're going to stop with this last one and we continue next week, inshallah. And it's from the Al Ibadiyah. When we said they're different factions. Al Ibadiyah, the Ibadiyah, they believe 
that Allah that Allah is in every place. Allah is in every place. This is what they believe. They believe that Allah is in every place. I'm going to take this one and the next belief that they, that, that, that they believe also. It's also from the Ibadiyya. So one Ibadiyya, and Ibadiyya, they believe that Allah is in every place. Like some Sufis and some ignorant Muslims. Now, of course, if someone says Allah is in do we make tabdi uh, upon them? No, we must first establish the hujjah. Also, does it mean that they believe literally Allah is in every place? No. Because Ahlul Sunnah believes Allah is equally mekan, but not in his person, not vatiya, but in his element, in his knowledge. Because his knowledge is in every place. No place is free of his knowledge. So in his knowledge, he's in every place, not in himself, as the deviants believe. Or in his hearing, because his hearing is in every place. No place is free of Allah's hearing. He is all, everything in it at the same time. So, not in his self, in his vatiya, but in some of his sifat, some of his attributes, meaning in his seeing. He sees all things at all times, and so on and so forth. But they believe Allah is in every place, literally, with his self. So we don't believe that. And also they believe they are opposed of the ru'ya al-mu'mineen. He rabbihim, yawm al-qiyamah. They oppose the seeing of the believers, their Rabb, for Yom Qiyamah. We all know, we read Jews, Amma, we know uh, the proofs that we will see Allah. And as the, one of the ayat mentioned, there's something additional. And the Mufassirin explained that additional thing is that we will see Allah on Yom Qiyamah, wa kazalik. So with that, we're going to stop. And inshallah ta'ala, we will continue next week. We just wanted to reinstitute this particular series of innovation and the factions of innovation because we left it off for a long time. We wanted to complete it. So with that, we say, Subhanakum Amin Dik. Ashadu an la ilaha ilayn. Astaghfirullahu bilayk. Wa qulu qawli hadha. Astaghfirullahu wa lakum. Wa nasrullahu tafi for the back. Anything I said correct from Allah, from Allah alone. Anything from mistakes myself and from the shaitan. And please forgive me for any uh, stuttering, any speech that was not clear. Hafidhukum Allah, min kuli shah, wa kanakum tafi janatihi. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.